Hello, dear listeners. It is I, once again, DJ Starsage, coming to you from the Lady Dumara. Sit back, relax, and grab your favorite drink. It's time to catch up. You're in store for the latest edition of Surely You Jest, the day-to-day life of a modern-day jester. So how are you, and what have you been up to? I hesitate to say, or at least to intro this way, I'm rhyming for some reason. I have made a few attempts to get this uh, buggy off the road, or on the road, and just keep putting it off. I'm doing all right. I'm managing just a lot that's been going on of late. As I have mentioned before, Hubby Billy's job, his employment, has been uh, on the line. It's been in question. And uh, when last we spoke, or I talked to you, (laughs) it's a two-way street, folks, uh, but uh, I digress. Hubby was of the impression that uh, his store at the Gnome Zone was staying open. They were not going to be closing because the company had chosen to nix the underperformers. And, well, that news practically fell on deaf ears, pardon the pun, because it wasn't too long before mom and dad decided the kids had spent their allowance poorly and uh, well they weren't getting another loan (laughs) that's the dance the companies pay with creditors these days if you're not responsible enough and your credit rating isn't that great (laughs) They're not going to give you another handout, although uh, there's a different story when it comes to being a a big bank. You know, we we tend to look the other way when the CEO's hand is caught in the cookie jar. We we say, oh, it's not your fault. We'll give you another chance because, you know, the jolly green giant is too big to fail. And, uh, you know, nothing uh, could be further from the truth, I'd like to think. I am, of course, on my way about my business here, so you'll hear some car noises. It's a Thursday morning, and uh, the old barometer is just above 70. It's about 73, actually. And we're in for a scorcher. It was uh, tilting almost 90 yesterday. Gotta love summer. (laughs) The ridiculous part of western New York is because we have a fair amount of lakes. There's quite a bit of humidity in the air when it comes to this time of year. So back to uh, Hubby and his workplace. They uh, found out that the 
company has gone bust. They're not getting a second chance, and it's a, well, it's a fire sale, basically, although I think it's kind of illegal to, to use that terminology nowadays. But he has done his best to hold out to the end his as any experienced person or person experienced in the world of retail will tell you, sometimes if you hang out to the end, there's a surprise. Oh <laughs> uh, no, not the. <laughs> you don't have a job anymore. That that much is pretty much uh, a reality at that point. But uh, the the uh, liquidators, the folks that own the purse strings, they. They tend to put a you know a golden egg in your wallet. There, uh, I mean, if it were a Cadbury, it probably would be worth more. But uh, we've got some bills to pay, and I'll, I'll get to that. And I don't mean to put it that way, but you know, uh, as uh, much as we would like to think that. Uh, matters of the heart are not motivated by dollar signs they're they're certainly affected so uh, hubby is uh, on his way to new horizons although try as I might to get him to dip his toes in the water of another industry yeah the Sad reality is that neither Hubby and I have more of a formal education than, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the good old high school diploma. I I took a, a few college classes over a couple of years, but, uh, you know, that was when my ute. Anyways, uh, Hubby has accepted another position. And, uh, well, it uh, works out that it's going to be a little closer to home. And it actually is going to involve a somewhat more predictable schedule. So we might be able to start planning things. And uh, when I have more information, um, we'll get back to the old kitchen. Because I'm cooking up an idea of what we're going to call this place, you know. So, uh, I would love to dedicate more of my show to this moment. Uh, I perhaps will record more, and you'll hear it through the magic of podcasting. (laughs) But uh, I am on my way to the dentist, yes. Uh, no, it's it's nothing horrible. I'm I'm not gonna get strapped down and drilled or anything like that. It's just a routine cleaning, but it is a, a sad day. Um, and this is not what I mean to spend more time on. But uh, my after almost a decade with my dentist, they've decided to drop my insurance, so I'm having to move to another practice in a few months and uh, well I can't say that I'm happy about that but the writing was on the wall when my favorite hygienist decided to leave that office and uh, you know lo and behold I come back in a few months and uh, oh she's uh, 
<laughs> not coming back from maternity leave and uh, oh we're expanding the practice and uh, for us to be able to pay for the other half the building we've leased we're gonna have to drop your insurance cause you know money talks and uh, apparently uh, they don't need my business so but uh, the the band-aid that I'm I'm trying to rip off is, is no easy thing no I'm not giving up on this show I, I may not record as often but uh, you know there, there are probably as many of you who listen to me as paid attention to me in my high school years so uh, you know I can't say that uh, I've lost anyone's places in their hearts <laughs> but you know um it's it's a it's a hard reality when uh, you come to realize that the things that you wanted in life or thought you wanted in life don't end up happening. You know, it's, it's somebody who grew up knowing they were queer. And yes, I will use that word because it embodies everyone of the LGBTQ plus. So having grown up knowing that I was queer and that it was against the law for me to be married to the person I loved it was a reality flash when uh, the world came around and uh, decided it was okay but there are still uh, certain provisions that uh, make life challenging like for example did you know that it is against the law in many states for a couple regardless of uh, their genders to uh, seek the help of a third party for the purposes of having a child. Some places call that surrogacy, but in the great state of New York, don't you know, one of the uh, the founding colonies, uh, I swear we still wear the white wigs in some places of government, uh, we believe that uh, it should be against the law for people to, uh, you know, to build a family if they, they can't have their own children. Now, sure, I would consider adoption in a heartbeat, but uh, that, this is all part of that harsh reality that, uh, well, my spouse has a condition rheumatoid arthritis and I know some of you are going to say oh it's not that bad okay on top of rheumatoid arthritis he has sleep inertia which simply means he cannot wake for a fire truck okay this morning I awoke went to the kitchen for my morning coffee and he had slept through a glass a drinking glass crashing to the floor as a result of our rambunctious young squire, Mr. Benny, knocking it over. And the adorable little boy couldn't help but point out to me what had happened as he circled the broken glass on the floor like he was a policeman drawing a chalk outline. Okay? So... 
I had to pick up the glass and do as best as I could without getting out the vacuum cleaner because, you know, chop chop had to be quick. And uh, this is something that hubby slept through. And I say he slept through it because I'm on another floor of the house. Due to his rheumatoid arthritis, he sleeps on the couch. But that doesn't help waking up. So, if we did have a child, um, heaven help them, or hydrogen as it were. So that's one of the reasons I'm never going to be a parent. So, um, you know, uh, I hope you, uh, get out your neck brace, because I've put you through some whiplash here, um, but turning things back to what I meant to speak about, uh, on the note of parenting, it's with a heavy heart that I have to tell you folks that last week we lost our 19-year-old Calico. It, I have been through this before, um, only a couple of times, and you know, thankfully not really recent, but it never gets easier. And just simply by virtue of the fact that I am never going to have human children, it makes this that much harder. I simply cannot go through life without sharing my love, and there is too much of it to confine it to just my husband, so I need little balls of light in my house. I need kind, gentle-hearted spirits, and that is why I have my fur babies. But it just tears me apart that unlike parents of human children who will be succeeded by them and, you know, if you play your cards right, maybe they'll take care of you in your twilight. Those of us who are, are not, I hesitate to say the word, blessed to have human children, we have to say goodbye every 15 years or so. So while you are celebrating the fact that your child has graduated from high school and is going off to be trained for their career, those of us without human children are having to go to a funeral. Every graduating class. And do I learn from this? Oh no, I'm... Uh, I'm... I'm the airhead who's... Oh! Aren't they cute? Let's bring them home! And then it's just... Well, to quote a line from the movie Scrooged, Niagara Falls. And I will have more to say about the kind-hearted, adorable Nala in a few moments... I've taken to thinking of her in memory of our warrior princess because she was born a runt, meaning she was the tiniest of her litter. And uh, as I have mentioned before, the thing that people don't necessarily realize is that the runt of the litter is often facing an uphill battle 
there's something different about them. The, in Nala's case, she was born with only one kidney. And uh, Hubby had her for more than a handful of years before we met. So he, you know, he basically saw her through middle school. <laughs> um, she was so tiny when he first came to know her. She, apparently, it happened uh, one Halloween season. He and his ex were, uh, you know, handing out candy and had decked out their front porch, had some festive music going on. I, I hear tell that it was the soundtrack to the first Hocus Pocus movie, which is only a handful of years old at that time. And out of nowhere in the bushes is a crying little calico kitten with no mother to be found and this is in the country folks so of course what did hubby end up doing he took her in and for the first month or two of her life in his abode he had to bottle feed her she was so tiny now by the time I had come to know Miss Nala, <laughs> she was a full adult kitty, or as, as much of an adult as she was going to get, being undersized. But uh, she still had an uphill battle, because uh, due to her size, Hubby had also been told that it would not be a good idea to get her spayed. So... Uh, hubby held off on that for a number of years until after we met and uh, she ended up having her share of troubles um, pardon me if it sounds old fashioned but you know I was raised by parents who grew up in the 50s who were church going in a conservative area so you know I'm going to sound like a little bit of a Donna Reed show Miss um, Nella had lady troubles she um she had a condition where she would routinely get infections and um, you know, sorry to be graphic but she bled not uh, forgive the terminology folks not unlike a human woman's time of the month but you know, this is uh, not normal for a cat so we eventually, through uh, good credit and, uh, you know, a uh, collaborative effort, pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Of course, we eventually bought ourselves a house. But we decided, you know, by the time she was, I don't know, 12, maybe 15, 12, um, that she'd made it this far in life. So let's go ahead and, and get her spade, because... As adorable as it was, you know, I was really the other woman in this relationship. And by that I mean, uh, she had hubby's heart first. You know, uh, she was not a... Uh, she was not a mean cat. Just personality-wise, 
she preferred her daddy and I was not him. But over the years, I found a place in my heart for her and vice versa. I worked from home the last several years of her life. And, uh, you know, she uh, was in her own way happy because she knew how to ask for things. And she knew that if uh, I knew what was good for me, I would tend to her bidding. But uh, we, we got her business taken care of and uh, I will say I, I did miss for a time uh, when her her special time was around because that's when I was no longer the other woman. I was the daddy she wasn't related to if you catch my drift and she had the big eyes for me and uh, well that of course all went away when we, we fixed her, her situation but uh little Nala, she soldiered on, and every time we had a new challenge with her help, she miraculously overcame the odds. So that's why I like to think of her as our little warrior princess. But, you know, in the, uh, the last days of her life, in the last year or so, we were just holding on with bated breath. I, last year, I bought an air conditioner because we don't have household, um, you know, central air. I bought an air conditioner for the bedroom that we regularly designated as her sick room. It's also our, our often-used guest room. But uh, it, it was a place of healing. The walls were blue. And a lot of things were white, so we call it our Per-Asian room, like Paris, with, you know, two R's because there's kitty cats. And I bought her an air conditioner because I knew her time with us was limited, and I wanted to make the most of it, so I got her her own little air conditioner, and it was an early birthday present. Fortunately, she did get to celebrate another year with us, but, um... The, modern, the magic of modern technology was not enough to help us see her 19th birthday. I will talk about that more in a moment. Alrighty, so continuing on in my mini rant. It's, uh, it's just been difficult because uh, when you have an ounce of hope you tend to ignore the signs poor dear Nala had been in uh, failing health for a while and it took me seeing old photos to realize I was ignorant of the obvious just from the time that passed since Christmas last year she had lost probably a couple of pounds and I don't even want to admit what her weight was before she passed because that little girl was so tiny 
was um, frail and difficult to help without worrying that you were going to hurt her. And a lot of the things that went on in our house, a lot of the accommodations that we had to make, felt very much like this was grandless sick room. You know, that you knew you were going to be saving goodbye to a loved one soon, but you were doing everything you could to put off the day of that reality. We had drinking glasses of water on the coffee table. We had taken clean, unused paint trays because they were a a little ramp, basically, to make a step up to a drinking glass for her. And she favored the ground floor bathroom because we have to section the house off when we're both working away so that uh, the, the kids don't, uh, you know, they don't fight. But she would jump up on the bathroom counter and like to drink from the faucet because... In the last weeks of her life, we were given medication for her, for a thyroid condition, and this is something that we're no stranger to because the last couple of years of my lost boy Oliver's life He was on thyroid medication that he had to receive twice a day. And it should have occurred to me that treatment for such things is just a a mask. It's a, a shadow concealing a reality. In Oliver's situation, he ended up having a cancer diagnosis before we had to say goodbye. With Nala, it was just simply a sign that she was fighting for her life and she was losing that battle because for many years she had been soldiering on with just one kidney, which is all she was born with. And granted, the vet who prescribed this medication, and it wasn't her regular vet, this was an emergency, she wasn't eating, and we we had to take her in to get some help, and the other vet said that, uh, you know, she could use some help, some, some thyroid medication, and that did help out in that it stopped the wasting. She was no longer losing weight at a rapid pace. But at the same time, there wasn't much left for her to lose. Hubby was syringe-feeding her. On 
like Oliver, where it was a <laughs> basically a caulk gun, you know, the size of your your finger, and that that little man he was able to eat quite heartily and enjoyed it because he he couldn't eat on his own; it was part of his thyroid condition. Well, um, hubby was was giving her baby food through a medicine syringe and it should have been obvious to me that we were on borrowed time with her I may not have been the closest person or the person who was closest to her heart but she certainly found a place in mine because again I felt like I was the other woman in this relationship and having added to her quality of life having been able to have tapped that balloon up in the party of life for it to have continued for the couple of years that I was at home constantly it's downright impossible for me to say there's not something missing from my life. I can't understand how there are people in this world who maintain, who have animals in their lives and they're not treated the same as a regular human being. The, the type of people I'm speaking of are the ones who think it's okay for their animals to be let outside because that's where they belong you know and I'm not talking just dogs there are people in this world who believe it's all right for their cats to roam about because they they live in the country and and that's how country animals are well I'm sorry but you don't let your human child roam the neighborhood without clothes or a way of defending itself. I have heard animals fighting at night in the country, and it's not nice. It's angry. There are wild animals. You know, skunks look cute. Possums look cute. I don't know. Maybe you have porcupines in your neck of the woods, but uh, your kitty cat is not prepared to protect itself from the wild and I don't care if your kitty was fortunate enough to keep their claws in many places it's against the law for people to declaw their animals and rightfully so a cat's claws are like a person's finger from the first knuckle forward. Cats use their claws to be able to grip things, to be able to move about. Can you imagine driving a car where you can't turn the wheels? That is just abhorrent to consider the possibility that somebody would... Um, uh, 
I'm trying to think of the word. Someone would disfigure their animal for their convenience. It also boggles my mind to think that there are people in this world who believe that animals are primitive creatures. Okay, sure, they may not speak English. They may not communicate with spoken words. But your human child doesn't know how to speak until it's taught to do so. And it's done doing that through mimicking. The animals of this world are perfectly capable of communicating. We humans have just been too impatient and too ignorant to pay attention to learn what they're trying to tell us. And if anyone has devoted as much time to their animals as someone does a human child... I think you know what I speak of. I think you understand the place that I've been. And when you make that decision to bring someone into your home, it's difficult to do that knowing that someday you're going to have to say goodbye. Now, I I can't imagine a home without these little balls of light... And so I will continue to be an idiot and allow them in because I have to think that these are creatures that are positively influenced by our participation in their lives. Their lives are richer and vice versa. And so I will continue... (laughs) to be a masochist or is it a sadist I forget the only saving grace for my mental health (laughs) was the fact that we did not have to make a decision with sweet Nala we were fortunate enough that hubby had time off from work that he was with her and she passed away in his arms at home so she was not amongst strangers she was in a familiar place and she knew she was loved and with that I think I should move on because there is only so much stormy weather I can endure and uh, you know bottoms up and uh, soldier on and uh, hold those that are dear to you close because our time with them is limited make your decisions wisely on those whose lives are impacted by you and you know don't take lightly the supposedly primitive creatures that are involved in our lives we can learn a lot from them and uh, 
if you would be so kind, please uh, check out that other show I do with my nerd brother, my partner in crime, that show about film and television trivia. We are coming up on our season finale. Our fifth season's coming to a close. We're going to be talking about a early 2000s... Uh, I want to say drama, but it's part comedy. It's a feel-good movie, and rightly so. It's it's time to introduce some light and some levity. We're going to be discussing the film with Tony Collette of the uh, Muriel's Wedding fame and uh, Greg Kinnear, who was in the Jack Nicholson movie, As Good As It Gets. We're going to be discussing Little Miss Sunshine, Next time on Matinee Minutia, Friday, August 4th at 9 p.m. Please drop by matineeminutia.com. Click on the Discord icon there to enter our chat room. Or uh, go ahead and uh, check our video out on YouTube. All right. You can reach me in the usual places. Tweet me on Twitter at DJStarsage. And uh, email me, DJStarsage at gmail.com. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye.